Hello and welcome to the 49th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks, hosted by myself, Kevin Whitehurst, and the Nightwing to my Red Hood, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on the Instagram and the Twitterverse at Long Live Pod. We are on YouTube. We have a link tree on the other ones. You can find us there, in there. You know what I'm talking about. With that out of the way, Kale, there you go. Kavinda, do you ever have those days where you just hemorrhage money out of every orifice that you have? No, I'd have to have money to hemorrhage it. Oh, well, look, I don't have much money, but what little money I had just was falling out of me today as I was fucking getting new glasses. I got a quote for a car service. I got this fancy new fucking all-digital vaporizer and also uh, a second screen, uh, a monitor. So I'm broke, dude, is what I'm trying to say. Vape niche, dude. Vape niche. Yeah, get them clouds. You know what I'm talking when, about? Why are you smoking vapes, dude? I just think it's like I'm, I want to be young. <laughs> What's in the vape? Uh, you know, just like a potpourri. Potpourri. A potpourri. A potpourri. Uh, so, oh, wait, so wait, so it's not an oil. You've, you don't have an oil in the vape. No, there's no oil in the vape. Is that what the kids what do? Because if they do, do you... then I want oil. <laughs> what are you vaping then, Kale? Oh, uh, just like tobacco. Just You're actual not... ground up tobacco. That's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> that if true. Disgusting if true. Oh, oh, yucky. Look, I think you should plead the fifth on this one and we should move right along because I don't want the world to know that you're smoking weed, Kale. Sorry, sorry. It's not smoking. It's not smoke. It's water vapor. I don't want the world to know that you're vaping weed, dude. I will deny it. Like I said, I I vaporize tobacco into my body, which is (laughs) the intended use case for this digital wonder that I have right here. Isn't it typically just a uh, a quote-unquote Herb vaporizer. Yeah, that's what it says. Herbs. That's what it's. I really thought we were going to focus in on just the amount of money I have lost today, though. Rather no, because no, and you know why we're not going to? Because it wasn't all today, and you're lying to me about it. Because one, you've had the vaporizer for a while, and you ordered it a while ago. Two, same thing with the monitor. That was not all today. Three, I wanted to talk to you about the qu- quote unquote quote for your car service. What do you mean you had to go get a quote? You, did you not just call them and say, hey, I need a service. This is my case. What's like, how much is it going to cost me? No, I dropped it in because there was a month waiting time. I dropped it in today. It was meant to come back this afternoon, but they're going to keep it overnight. And he's like, look, I can do the work today or you can come back in a month and we'll do it. And I was just like, just fucking end me now. Just do it now. So I don't know. So you don't know right. how much it's going to cost. No, he gave me a quote. The fuck are you talking about? So you're not getting a quote. You're getting the car service. Yeah, but he gave me a quote of what that work would cost me. He hasn't done the work yet, hence it's a quote. Yeah, I guess so. I, you're not wrong, but I'm like, it sounded like you literally took it in and they were going to look at it and then be like, yeah, this is about how much the service <laughs> is going to cost. I'm like, so you didn't actually get the car serviced? I think it's been serviced and now they're doing the work on it. Like it was dropped in for a service and then they gave me the call back and they're like, hey, so here's what we've found. Do you want us to fix it? Uh, That's sort of what... What do they find? What do they schmooze you out of this time? Uh, it's actually, look, it's funnier than that, too, because this is my second service. I got a real weird feeling about the first guy I took it to. He was just a bit dodgy. He was sort of, like, telling me I needed new brake pads, new tyres, new, you know, everything. Like, the window wipey, screeny... Oh, uh, I think we spoke about this at first. And I we was did talk you, about it. If your brakes ain't squeaking, you're Gucci, baby. And it's also the fact that we got new tyres, like, six months ago. But he was like, nah, you need new ones. 
We're just like, well, I think I'm going to go somewhere else and ask them if they think that. Well, it's, it's interesting because both of those things, you should be able to check yourself relatively easily. The brakes, honestly, if they're squeaking, you do need to replace them. And I remember saying that to you and I heard Aaron in the background being like, oh, well, they are squeaking. So. They're a little squeaky, it's true. It definitely yeah. needs a service. But this new guy, I don't know, it's like a, uh, a fan belt needs changing, something else. Yeah, he's going to do the brake pads. That's actually the most expensive part. The continuum transfunctional? I have no idea what that is. That could be a sci-fi term. I believe it's actually from uh, Dude Where's My Car. Continuum transfunctional? That, uh... Oh, no, maybe no, maybe not Dude Where's My Car. Is it uh, Galaxy Quest? I don't know. I think it might be Galaxy <laughs> Quest. What a fantastic movie. Tim Allen's maybe his best movie. That's a low bar, though, for Tim Allen, isn't it? It's pretty low. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Santa Claus? Come on, dude. <laughs> I hated the kid in the Santa Claus. Just saying, I hated him so much. I haven't seen uh, it. I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you love Tim Allen so much? <laughs> dude, tool time, baby. Yeah, that's what I know. But now you're talking about his, in, his in-depth filmography. <laughs> with that in... with that, Well, I, I named two movies well, look, <laughs> that I knew from my childhood. Uh, with that in mind, what happened to Jonathan Taylor Thomas out of uh, Home Improvement? Was he the guy behind the fence? No, no, that was it. Was one of the sons? One of the kids was his act. The actor was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I believe. That's like a name I know. I can't put a face to it. I feel like I, if I could guess, if I could guess, it's either going to be arrested for drugs or was in like caught drunk driving in prison, something like that. That's what I want to put my money on. Oh, the years have not been kind to Mr. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Damn, he was like a good-looking teen back in the days, and now he's just looking rough as guts. Rate him on the long-live play scale. Objectify this So, man. now, we're going to... This is a, this is where it gets real dicey, because obviously, like, the photos of pre-Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he was a teenager, and I feel like it's borderline illegal to do that. Uh, Tool time, 81. He's 40 years old now, so 20 years ago. Oh, no, look, it might have been... He might have been legal, legal then. So, I can, I can, I can uh, rate him... Without feeling like a complete creep. Easy, like, 8 plus. Like, he was looking good back in the day. Back in the late 90s. Uh, and then right now, I'm going to say a 4. That's a, that's a long way to yeah, fall. Yeah, it's a mighty fall for old Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Look him up. He's really... F- what a fall from grace. Holy shit. Oh, here's a, just a before and after, which is even better. Oh, give me that. This side by the, side. This is the best content, by the way. Dude, I'm so <laughs> stoked that everyone can see what we've done. Uh, just the one at the very bottom. All right. I'm, uh... Oh, it's getting caught in my filter. As a dodgy yeah, it is, website. It is, <laughs> it is BuzzFeed. <laughs> oh, yes, right. Yeah, look, it's not... It's not great uh, what's happened to him. He's. I, it's funny, though. You see the face and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Whatever happened to that guy? This is what happened. Middle age happened. Yeah, middle and age. Tough. And, like, I guess he fell out of the limelight. So, I guess he, like, what's the point of, like, working out and looking good and shaving and stuff like that? He is part of Vape Nation, though, which you should be happy about because oh, you so also are part of Vape Nation. Yeah, I saw a photo of him with a vape. Cool. Yeah, he's like my brother in Vapor, which is a bond closer than Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they had brother in arms, but now it's just brother in vape, in vapor, which is, I don't know, some would say it's cooler. I don't know if it is. I wouldn't probably say that, but some would. Uh, look, that about covers me. I'm broke, so send donations. Go fund me in the uh, link below. 
Binder, how are you? What's new with you? I feel like I actually feel like I've barely spoken to you this week. Oh uh, yeah, because someone is just busy and like doesn't want to play games for me anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm busy. Bullshit. Uh, I'm being pretty chill. I haven't really done anything special since getting back from the wedding. I am back in my home now, finally after running away from COVID for the last two and a half weeks. And that's right. So... Yeah, you really got uh, got a shafting from life. Yeah, it wasn't even a shafting. It was kind of fun. It was like a, like a holiday, but like not really. Uh, but I'm already like coming back from my little long weekend. I'm already aching for another long weekend. You know what I mean? And I'm being that April is gone, which is the best month of the year for long weekends. Mm. Um, disheartened and saddened. It really is all downhill from here. Yeah, in life and long weekends. I will say, I like it's kind of we're we're getting set up for another flooding event. It's just pouring rain again, so that could be exciting for us. Yeah, dude, global warming's not real. It's fine. No, it's definitely not real. I'm glad we agree on that. And so many other things, so many other controversial conspiracies. Speaking of global things. warming, uh, <laughs> you mean the new uh, world order or like what? Well, they go hand in hand, right? Global Absolutely. Warming, world order. <laughs> Who are you voting for in the in the upcoming election, Kale? I actually did vote yesterday, which is a fun little story. Oh, I are will you going to tell everyone who you voted for? Because I know you voted for ScoMo. I know you did. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. I've been. I actually managed to even get my wife on board. I voted for the Reason Party Australia, which is my uh, favoured political party in the current climate. But for oh. what? Reason? Oh, I just I just like them. They're like a civil libertarian group. Uh, they're in Melbourne. They're very small. They're an independent. Um, I just like them because I've seen their work. Like I used to walk through Richmond every day, which is a famously fucked up part of Melbourne where it's just like heroin addicts in the street. This group actually managed to like open a safe injection room, which was like a world first thing at the time. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And like while I was there, I actually got to see it change the neighborhood. Like the the junkies <laughs> were suddenly the, not in my face inside. every day. <laughs> yeah, they were like. So I don't know. I just I kind of like them. Kind of started following them. I almost uh, was like they emailed me to to poll for them to be the annoying person that hassles you and like gives you the paper on the way into the the booth. I'm too late on it now, but I was actually considering working during the election and just doing like I don't know working at a booth and checking people in the roll or whatever they do yeah uh, it's pretty decent money and you only have to work for like a weekend or so and i was like maybe i could even do like the pre-polling so it's like the early election stuff so i don't have to be there for like the rush but i didn't do it and i'm not going to so i was just asking you about this because i did a political compass the other day oh yeah right where did you uh, end it, up it nailed me pretty well actually like socially progressive like super socially progressive fiscally um, conservative but <laughs> Fiscally, I well not as not too bad, but I was definitely skewing fiscally conservative, which I that's how I usually describe myself to people. I'm socially hella liberal, but fiscally, I think we spend money dumb. Which is funny too, because that's exactly how I would describe myself. Yet I feel like I spend half my life arguing with you and my very progressive wife. Although ultimately, we seem to end. Well, up that's because you're uh, that's because you're not so in the closet Trumper. God damn, what do you mean? How dare you say such a thing? <laughs> you argue for Donald Trump more than anyone I've ever met, and then you say that you're not a fan of Donald Trump. It's very just, confusing for me. I like to uh, uh, <laughs> rustle jimmies, you know what I mean? No, wait, I had a Russell story. Rustle the jimmies. I had a story. So, uh, on the way in, obviously, yeah, you go through the corridor where it's like fucking weird people trying to give you their little bit of paper and be like, oh, vote for us, vote for us. Maybe this is a uniquely Australian thing. I don't know. But this happens every time. You have to, like, brave the gauntlet. The very first person was was actually the woman who is uh, up for election for Clive Palmer's 
fucking what's he party in Australia? He is like the, the Australian. Uh, Australia first, whatever. One yeah. nation. I don't know. They're all the same to me. It's not one nation. They're even worse. But this dude, <laughs> he basically wants to be the Australian Trump. He's like a fucking millionaire. Yeah, of course. Just doing his own thing. But this woman totally just got me and she had a cute dog. And I was like, that's not fair. Like, she's just there and she just started talking to me. So, there was like, you know, 50 people from my hometown just watching me at the head of the line talking to the Clive Palmer representative for all to see. Yeah, it's Uh, funny how they are so, like, blatantly just trying to take Donald Trump's, like, campaign, like, advertising stuff. Like, what we're going to do is we're going to do one bright color. They chose yellow instead of red. Um, I forget what their slogan is, but it's something similar to Make America Great Again. It's like or some Freedom shit. Forever or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... some fucking dumb shit. And it's just like a dude who made all his money in the mines and hates global warming and tried to build dinosaurs on a world-class golf course and then got it taken off the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a fool. As they for everyone who doesn't are. know, Clive Palmer used to own the Hyatt Coolum, which was literally on the PGA Tour for, for uh, years and years. And then he was like, let's get some dinosaurs in here to really liven up the place and got these big fake dinosaurs that have been not kept up at all in a form no. apart. And then they got removed from the PGA Tour for being a joke. It's a, it's a very strange situation we find ourselves in in this country. The last thing I'm going to bring up just before we move on to actually being on a gaming podcast. Uh, how funny is the Family First party where, like, just if you didn't know who they were and you were like, oh, Family First, like, that's pretty sick. And I was like, no, what they, what they need to be called is the Nuclear Family First. There's <laughs> a very specific kind of family we want. Yeah, 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 yeah. They hate gay people for sure. They are very anti-LGBTQ plus uh, there was something else that they hated too but yeah they're just not a fan of anyone that's not white man woman couple <laughs> it's a, it is a very interesting experience because like yeah i voted for reason and then you know we have preferential voting so you number in the order of what you'd like and so then like that's my centrist party then i went far to the left with the greens and labor but then you have to like decide which of the awful, horrific shit you're going to put next and in <laughs> yeah, what order. Yeah, so brutal. Because then you got to choose like Pauline Hanson, Clive well, Palmer, thing. Family First. Obviously, the marijuana party or whatever it is, is like, is up there. <laughs> they got to go in there. But it's like... They're like right under labor at that point, you know. <laughs> Clive Palmer sucks, but like Pauline Hanson is an actual monster. Like she is an well, see- actual racist xenophobe (laughs) so what i do is i i usually will order the bottom of my list in terms of people like i'll usually put like liberal at the very bottom because they're the most likely to get in and they'll take the biggest hit from being at the very bottom Mm. and then i chisel my way up to people i don't think are as likely to get elected you know what i mean but it is it is annoying i'm like can i just say zero for them like can i just put them in a no no you cannot do otherwise you've done a, a wasted vote it's called a donkey vote I wish I could make a campaign for everyone to put, like, Master Chief. I don't know why I chose an Xbox character, but, like, if we all donkey voted Master Chief on the ballot and just put our own little box there and got millions of people to do it, I think that would, I think that would work. You're telling me is you want a genetically engineered super soldier Spartan to lead this great democracy of ours? Is yeah, that what dude, you're saying? N- he's got no religion and he also is emotionally dead. Great, great character for a video game. Really, really great emotional range. Just you- saying. Anyway. Could I, you could argue that he's deeply anti-religious. He spends all his time committing genocide against a invading alien theocracy. Yet most of the time he's on their planet killing them, so is it really... Uh-huh. Actually, Govinda, the Halo is a 
freestanding forerunner artifact. It's not technically the Covenant homeworlds. And it's not related to the UNSC uh, Human Alliance's territory. So he's either. so he's pretty much gone to Switzerland, and killed everyone there, and was like, "It's neutral. Hey, I can do whatever I want." This is why I have to take my car for a service because I know what the UNSC is <laughs> and what the what the forerunners are, but I don't know how to change my oil. <laughs> you, you have to trust the mechanic because you don't know anything about cars. But no, anyway. I. No. We've waffled for way too long, Kale, and we actually have we've we've somehow put a lot on here. But look, uh, let's be real. None of it's huge or great. It's a pretty weird week, so I, I'm happy with the choices we made. Yeah, do you reckon we should just from now on we should cut this ep- this episode up into two and like release a second podcast that goes for about twenty minutes and it's just I'm- the intro of our show? <laughs> And it's basically just like a day-by-day breakdown of what I have done and the chores that I have completed. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Kale, uh, look, I'm going to just speak for both of us when we talk about what we've been playing because most of it is the same. It's actually literally the same. I will say, though, just to head you off, that I've been reviewing a PC game and Govinda won't let me talk about it. I'm desperate. This is... uh, I'm being silenced. I'm being silenced. Why would you? No, you are being silenced. Do you want to start a PC podcast and then we can talk about it then? No. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, shut up. (laughs) When the game comes to PlayStation, just like one of the games we played this week, Hell Let Loose, then you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. it just puts us into a, a weird place because I've been playing that all week and it looks like I'm probably going to be playing another PC game for probably the next two weeks. So wait, this now, is something I just want to point out to everyone is it's not like Kale gets given this work; he's opting into it. So he's oh, yes. choosing this over you. But I get shmoney for it, and I don't get shmoney because yeah, yeah, there was another PC game that he wants to play, and he was like, "Oh, they're gonna! I can do a review of it. That's awesome!" And I'm like, "So you're opting to do it? It's not like you're getting work given to you; like you have to do this." Govinda, what you don't understand is that I'm stepping up and I'm helping out by doing this work. Yeah, I get paid for it. But it's also like it's bigger than me, and it's not so selfish as that as how you're presenting it. I'm actually helping. <laughs> no, it's exactly that. So he could probably choose a, like a random PlayStation game that just got released that no one's really ever heard of. But instead, he's choosing the PC game. Have you seen the fucking PlayStation Network? There is nothing that needs reviewing <laughs> on that platform right now. <laughs> what about Nobody Saves the World? Old news, buddy. Yeah, it's true. It's been out for a little bit. Anyway, we finished Destiny 2 on Legendary. I want to point that out because we are legends. We are. And it's so funny because we wanted your brother to get up to the light level so he could help. But ultimately, the power scaling is such that we were better off with just the two of us anyway. The bosses were easier. (laughs) I hope he's not listening. I think he might be. But he was a hindrance. And we tried the final boss maybe eight times as a trio. I would like to say that Govinda's opinion is not representative of this podcast's uh, in, uh, impression of your brother's abilities. That is his personal. You just <laughs> said this. You just I did said not. It a ago. I did not. So we tried it like what eight times as a trio, and then he had to go, and then me and Kale alone beat it first go. And we did crush it quite easily, which pretty is... easily. And then we get into the next phase, which definitely took us a little bit longer to work out. It is funny that I was joking. I was like, this seems too easy. Like, is it possible this is like a persona situation and there is a second form to this boss? And there was. <laughs> and it was rough. That was definitely a rough one. But we, we did it. And immediately I feel less compelled to play Destiny. I really, I, I was just reminded of this. Like, we did get a lot of like end game activities we can do now. I'd jump back yeah. in. I mean, no, no, forever, no I, but... just the, the urge was like immediately lessened. But that's also because 
I got back into playing Hell Let Loose. Yes, which you've been threatening to do for a while now. Which I have been, yeah, and I felt like this was a good time to do it. Uh, and it's... <laughs> this game is such a fickle beast because it's either, like, the most intense visceral combat experience mm. or it is just pain and dismay. It's... Hard too because so much of our time is spent. I've only played a little bit with you, but it's like it's so hard to get the right game, and like the, the still the multiplayer errors that persist hold back what is legitimately like maybe the best first person shooter I've ever played, at least for my taste. But it's like yeah, just those little niggling like things. I we, I was talking to you about it when we were playing, but I was like this is such a good like framework for a game that I feel like if they do a Hell Let Loose two, it'll be like. Mwah, you know yeah like that refined f- perfect balance but sometimes it's just the game is like we find the best spot it's a good defend or a good push and we're just like hunkering down and having a great time or i feel like i'm running across open fields and getting headshot as soon as i get to my <laughs> position and it's not fun anymore and no one's putting down garrisons or outposts and there is a thing where I feel like if I'm not the commander of our unit, we'll never have an outpost because I don't trust yeah. any random player to be doing that other than me or you. And even that, like, none of those things bother me. They're all just like, that's kind of just the luck of the draw. It's more the stuff like where you would try and change squad and you would get a hard lock and you've got to like uh-huh. close the game. Kind of. Like just the things like that that keep yeah, popping yeah, up. Yeah, that was annoying. Because we'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, no one's joined our squad. Let's join another one. I leave the squad and then it grays out my squad selection screen and makes me... F- choose a spawn i'm like but i haven't chosen a squad and then it tells me you have to choose a squad before respawning and then locks me into that screen and i just can't do anything and then of course the game and then of course you're like well this isn't quite a modern game and you can't like rejoin like once you're out you're just out (laughs) yeah they definitely need a server browser i think for a game like that i think that'd be Mm. super helpful to at least be able to like find one like games in your region full games because we got stuck in a game that we just kept loading back into even though we were trying to find a different game that was actually full and we were like i guess we're just playing this half empty game whatever it's, uh, but when it's good, it is very. It is good. good. That's I'm trying. I'm not trying to be negative because I had a very good time and I'm excited to play more. But like, God, it also hurts that like we played one map for like 40 minutes and then we quit or were booted at the end and you get nothing, no progress. Yeah. You're like, yeah, what the, the one, fuck? <laughs> the one where we were under that little bridge and I was just getting kill after kill after kill and having the best yep. time. I was like, I don't think I've ever played that game this good. And then hard locked me in the menu and I was like. Cool, no experience. <laughs> no unlocks for that one. <laughs> so. Damn it. Um, and then finally, and this was the big one. I'd, before we dive in, full shout out to, again, friend of the show, Sean, who I think might have spawned some kind of revolution with his decision to play this game because it's gotten you on board and that in turn has gotten me on board and I just bought the DLC. Interesting. Okay, well, maybe I can download that DLC for free from your account anyway. So we're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was like, there's not much else to play. I I should have finished it. I looked at my save. I had a 40-hour save on the PS4 version. And then I spent an hour trying to figure out how to upgrade my PS4 version to the PS5 version, which I finally did. And then deleted my PS4 version, only to find out that the game doesn't automatically read your save from the PS4. You have to have the PS4 version. Yeah. And then upload the save from that and then download it in the PS5 version, which I chose not to do. Yeah. I'm just starting again from nothing. Okay. Uh, so I will say this to you. I went through this same process and I had the help of you having already figured it out because I was hating this whole pro- fucking debacle trying to get my saves loaded. But I beat this game at 40 hours. So I wonder how you must have been pretty close to the end. 
I must have been. I don't know. I have no idea where I was or what I was doing. And that's why I was like, I might as well just start again. Because I literally, I don't really know what's happening. I know what the story of Final Fantasy VII is, but I don't know where I was in this game specifically. Uh, and I, uh, how do I say this? It's a fantastic game. Like, yeah, what, like the presentation is on point. The music is so fucking good. It's so, I get kind of goosebumps just even like, thinking about it. That gets my pecker hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that music is no <laughs> so fucking sick. Uh, character models, everything looks so good, especially on the PS5 version. I know there was like a bunch of pop in issues and stuff on the mm. old PS4 version. Load times were really long. None of that's a problem on the on the upgrade. Uh, but I, I stand by my battle system statements. I think it's not. It's not terrible. It's not by far. No, it's, it's, it's not the worst thing I've ever played. But I think there's a problem in that. Like it forces you to swap characters because the characters, when you're not controlling them, are not good enough. And they, in fact, can't even use their abilities. Really, they yeah. Just, yeah they wait for you to use them. And so, like, my problem is that the active time battle gauge will go up when you're, like, using your basic attacks. But yeah. if you're not actively using, like, Tifa or Barrett, it, the gauge barely goes up. So, you can't even get them to use their abilities until you play them to get the, the gauge up so they can use their mm. abilities. And it feels like you have to chop and change to them so much. And the flow of battle, to me, just feels like it completely gets ruined a little bit. Yeah, it's... We disagree on this, but I, it's hard because I think I kind of played it wrong... Like, you, you present that as a problem and maybe it is disruptive to swap and change. But my, my problem was I just really played as Cloud and just kind of didn't change enough. I'm wondering how it would be if I actually played the game it seemed, the way it seems it wants you to. I haven't tried. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, what a game that does this similarly but maybe a little bit better. And this isn't a great example because it's, I don't think this battle system was great necessarily either. But I, I put this game very much akin to Guardians of the Galaxy, a Square Enix published yeah. game. Yeah. But I think I like the way that's being done because I still they're, they're fully able to do what they want to do by themselves. Yeah, they'll use. But their then abilities. I can call out their abilities just with quick buttons. Yeah. As Star Lord, which I think was a nice way to do it without feeling like the flow of combat's being disrupted again and again and again. Yeah. Because you and I, I, the nice thing about Guardians is that you don't have to pause the battle or, or dramatically slow it down to choose abilities. It is just in the flow of battle. You're like doing things and you almost come up with combos with your team rather than having to like pause battle, do, 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 select this, oh, swap character, select this. And like, I don't know, just it feels kind of disruptive to me. Again, mm. it's not terrible and it looks good when it's looking good, but it just feels a little bit choppy when, I, yeah. when I'm doing it. That or I, I would love them to integrate maybe a Final Fantasy XII Gambit system a little bit more with it where I can customize how my AI characters are controlling themselves and their active time gauge should just go up normally. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that maybe it's just not their vision, but I'm kind of shocked they didn't for the the expansion, like kind of revise those things a little bit because it, it does feel weird to just have them. It's like, what's the point of having the party if they just kind of mindlessly attack? Yeah, I just think they they need to be smarter is, I guess, what I'm... Like, when I'm not controlling them, they, they should be just smarter by themselves inherently than feel like me having to be like, all right, Tifa, like, do something. Like, what do you... <laughs> do, yeah. do the thing. <laughs> I, I'm kind of intending a playthrough. We'll see if it actually... I get that far, but I, I have hard mode and all I really need to do is beat it again to get the platinum and that's kind of seems quite intriguing. With all this talk amongst the three of us about this game, it's kind of intriguing yeah. me. Yeah, no, the Platinum's off the table for me because I'd have to do it twice. And I already did a 40-hour playthrough the first mm. time. Uh, so, I, yeah. maybe Look, maybe I should re reload it and just try and quickly finish it and then start a hard mode. But I don't know. It feels like it 
it's, away it's, from it a little bit. It's I don't such, feel that hard run in me. Yeah, it's such a fascinating game in that, with no spoilers here, like, this is not a remake. It's kind of a lie, like, in it's fact... A reimagining. Not even that. Like, it's specifically playing with the story you know from the original and then how this differs is central to kind of the, the ending and how this is going to be different. Like, it's specifically different things happen when you expect certain things happen. It's very interesting. Oh, interesting. I don't remember that specific. Maybe you didn't but again, get I, I far enough. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII, like the original, for 12 years. So, I don't necessarily remember exactly how everything goes in that. I I have to say, Sephiroth is one of the greatest villains. He's so sick. <laughs> like, what a fucking <laughs> what a, what a- hard dude. Like, he when he, you first see him and I'm like, you are... What a, that was like the most <laughs> 1997 comment I've ever heard. Sephiroth is like... The sickest villain. <laughs> Honestly, I stand by it. The 90s, dude. What a decade. I think the 90s time. was the last legendary decade. Oh, yeah. Well, the fucking 2000s were just angsty, emo garbage. Here I am wishing, here I am wishing the millennium bug just took us all fucking down, dude. What a disappointment. But look, anyway, I, I was talking... Sh- I feel like it sounded like I was talking shit on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Everything is awesome. I, the battle system just t- is missing something for me, and I don't know what it is. I'm personally hoping that the part two that they do, maybe they tweak it a little bit again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're going to at all, but there's just something, I think, in making the non-player characters in your team just be a little more functional by themselves, I think, would help. I also noticed in the PS5 version, they added a a normal classic mode difficulty where all of the basic actions are done automatically and you're just selecting commands, which makes it feel more like a regular turn-based game, sort of. Yeah. But that felt really weird to me because it felt like I'm going back to Final Fantasy Thirteen auto battle mm. again, which I didn't like, so... Just to throw this in there, I don't know if we actually corrected this last week, but I, I definitely I had to go look it up for myself. But there are moments in Final Fantasy XIII where you don't play as lightning. Like, I, I specifically remember, and I went to check, because I remember there were whole stretches where it's like you are Vanille and Fang, and it sucks because you actually have to play as Vanille. <laughs> <laughs> who was, the, um, who was I think- the, the black guy with the afro and the, the chocobo chick? Was that Saz? Oh, was, it Saz? What was his was that name? His name? Saz. It was Saz? Saz. Yeah. 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 What a random character. What a game that was, dude. I want to, I would love to like talk to the development team about that and what they thought and what they were thinking at the time. It was, it was so weird as from, an Australian perspective too, because like Vanille clearly has an Australian accent, but so does Fang, and Fang's is like a real one, whereas like Vanille's feels like it's put on. And like it's an very American strange. doing an Australian yeah, accent. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very strange to have two competing Australian accents in a yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. game. <laughs> and I, I didn't even hate a lot of these characters. Vanille was awful, oh, but so Fang bad. was actually kind of a cool character in my eyes. I just don't remember it. Now, something with Final Fantasy VII Remake that I think is really funny, and it's early on in the game, so I'm not gonna, it's not really too much of a spoiler, but after you do the whole stuff with the Mako reactor in the beginning, you they're on Marco. a train. That's interesting. I say Mako. I think they say Mako in the game, so I think that's why I said it. They didn't in the original. I had to make that shit up in my mind. Yeah, that's fine. I used to say Hermione when I first read Harry Potter at like 13 years old. I think I did that too. <laughs> yeah, what a random name. I was never going to figure that out. Sick mm. one, JK. So yeah, they're, they're, after they do all the stuff with the Marco reactor, spoiler alert, they blow up a Marco reactor first yeah. act of the game. They're on a train and they're to- and people are talking about it, be like, oh, I heard it's like avalanche or whatever. And Barrett just cruises in and starts like berating these people <laughs> with a full-on machine gun Gatling gun arm. Yeah. 
And, and he's like, I'm a concerned citizen. And I'm like, uh, you did it, though. Like, yeah, I, it I know that you did You're it. You're the terrorist. <laughs> like, it's, it, how do you go around anywhere when you have a full machine gun arm? I just don't understand it. That's another anyway. one, too. I think I always thought, because in the text of the original, it's all capitalized. I think I always thought it was avalanche and I don't know why. Just, I'd oh. never considered it was avalanche. Just young and dumb, I guess. Mm. But anyway, I... Stand by. I, I look. I maybe would bump it to a seven five, but I stand by what I said about this game, and I will, yeah. I will die on that hill. Let's see how I go. Hopefully, I can get into it this week. But I will be playing it on hard, and let's see if I hate the combat system. Yeah, yeah. Because I, look, part of me thinks that uh, one of the reasons why I was a little bit down on it originally was that I played it for forty hours or like thirty something hours, and I stopped, and then I tried to pick it up months. And yeah, months that's later. Tough. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I had to like put it down to easy. I was like, this is dumb and I don't get it. So yeah. maybe that's partly my fault for picking it up like that. But after playing it for maybe four hours on this playthrough, I still think that most of what I said is relatively valid. Yeah, right. Well, look, I'm sure we'll have many, many more thoughts next time. But Kavinda, can I perhaps interest you in some quick fire news? Rock and Stone Baby Deep Rock Galactic Season 2 is available now, Govinda. This is That's what I'm talking about. This is what I was waiting for. All right, Final Fantasy VII Remake is off the table. We're back on Rock and Stone, baby. Rock and Stone. Uh, I t- I'm going to be totally honest. I actually haven't watched the trailer for this. I know there is new content. There's new seasonal events. There are new enemies. Uh, there's new secondary weapons. I don't know if yeah, there's nice. new areas, but uh, this is a good reason for us to jump back into a game we've ever Oh, yeah, liked. I'd love to. I Let's get the squad back together. I know Sean will be down too. Uh, now, I, I'd imagine they've got new mission types in there as well, because I think they added a couple new ones for season one when they did that as well. I'm down. Where did we leave off? We'd like prestiged. You and I have. I uh, did you prestige? Yeah, I did in the end. Right at the end. Okay, so it must have been. It must have just been that. So yeah, I've, we've we've got one character prestiged, I guess. Oh, that's right, because we were doing those cool like multi-part deep. Well, dives. yeah, you can dramatically upgrade your weapons with like mods and stuff now that you do the first prestige. So we've got we've got to collect like items to do that, which we haven't done yet, but we have the ability to. Yeah. Right. Right. No worries at all. Here's a shocker for you, Govinda. Square Enix's Outriders has so far failed to turn a profit. This is a service game that I actually played and have almost entirely forgotten. It's 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 a bit generic, I think. Was this the one that feels Gears of War and you can play with a squad? It's not that it is, but it feels it. It's Third person shooter cover yeah, base. I have kind of a fucking vendetta against uh, People Can Fly, the developers behind it. They did um, this game, Bulletstorm, uh, which... I remember, the, I remember the game. I've never played it. I bought it. I hated it so much. And then I just, like, never heard anything about it. And now there's this whole revisionist history where everyone's like, oh, it was actually, like, really good. And it was, like, really groundbreaking. It sucked. It was bad whenever it came out it remains terrible <laughs> and this has so much of its dna yeah i know I, I remember playing the beta and it just didn't feel that fun oh no that wasn't fun it was just yeah generic i think is the best time it didn't feel very special so i never really continued on it did feel like a 2011 like fucking brown remember when games were brown it was just like resistance everything yeah. is yeah like it's <sighs> just that's a series i would love to see a remake of resistance yeah. one full co-op split screen what a game dude that auger yeah good 
Oh, look, I don't really have anything else to say about that. We don't nah, actually nah, know. This is quick fire, baby. Let's keep it moving. All right, Govinda. Check out this fucking train station. You actually sent me this story as I was looking at it, which was very weird. Creepy, dude. This is a short tech demo uh, of someone's recreation of a, a Japanese train station using the, I believe it's the groundwork of the Matrix Awakens tech demo. Is that correct? Wait, what do you mean? No. I don't think so. This is just they just made a train station in Unreal Engine Five. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm getting my wires crossed here. We sorry. We saw a tech demo with Matrix Awakens. That's it. This is just yeah. yeah. So yeah, when yeah. they were, we got a free demo of Matrix Awakens, which was made on Unreal Unreal Engine Five and playable on a PlayStation. This is just someone making a tech demo of a train station, hyper hyper realistic. It like in. Again, I was like, fuck, I miss Japan. It's so... I mean, it's a train station. It doesn't look much different to what you would expect. But there are things about this that are look, very... Look, the, the location's not important at all. All that's important is that this looks hyper-realistic. And yeah. I, the, the title I saw when I saw this was, imagine playing a horror game with graphics like this. It's just really crazy impressive. There is it, a caveat that this was rendered at seven frames a second and then sped up. Yeah, because it... It is so high fidelity. I, I will admit, like the fucking boomer I am, I started watching the video and was like waiting for it to become gameplay and I like kind of fast forwarded it a little bit only then to realize it's all rendered. It was all gameplay. But I was like... It was all gameplay. That's such it's a dumb so, thing to say, <laughs> that it was so it's realistic. so realistic looking that I'm expecting people to start uploading real videos that they've taken in the world being like, look at this Unreal Engine 5 thing, but it's really just a real video that they've taken. Uh, but it was, yeah, seven frames a second and then sped up. But it's also was on an RTX 2080, which is old GPU tech at this point. So I imagine once like the 40 series comes out, which I think is meant to be sometime this year for those GPUs, anything's possible. Like if they can get that up to like 30 frames a second, that's impressive as fuck. I will point out that when you sent this to me, I felt like you were sort of like making a veiled insult at the fact that I have a 2080. Uh, I bought it around the time the 3080 hit the market, so I thought this was a subtle dig, and so I immediately was triggered, and I tried to like prove you wrong and find the specs and be like, well, actually, the 3080 isn't that much. But it turns out the 3080 is nearly three times more powerful than a Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. And then it's... there's also a 3090, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. beyond it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also motherboards that can take dual GPUs, so you could put two 3090s in there. That's outrageous. And then then you're really cooking with fire. Uh, so I think it's just, it's kind of just exciting to see it because it's so crazy realistic. And obviously we're probably not there yet, but there is a future where computing power is so much more powerful exponentially that this is something that you could do like in a VR headset. And then we actually live in the matrix and we would, we've it's turned our simulation into a simulation and it's real meta. PCs are so fucked up. Like I, that was such a huge investment for me. I'm in no, no hurry to upgrade but uh, it is, like, that was nearly two years ago now, and, like, I'm starting to hit games where, like, I have to... It can't be the You full, have to sacrifice. It can't be true 4K. I might have to drop it to 2K, like the 2560 yeah, yeah. or something, and, yeah, it's just it's starting to things, hit that now. As soon as the 40 series comes out, all the 30s... Like, all the people with 30s are going to try and sell them cheap, and you could probably get a pretty sweet deal on a 3080. I just could not bring myself to buy a second-hand graphics card. I just can't trust that. That's fair, but at least you could buy a brand new one much cheaper because obviously the prices will drop once they drop the 40 series as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be wild. Like, if they can make a, a GPU three times more powerful than the 30 series, that's going to be just 
bonkers. Like at that point, we're not too far away from 6K gaming and shit. You know what I mean? I just, I'm just happy with what I've got. You know what I mean? Honestly, dude, settle down. But he is looking out for that PS5 Pro. Would it shock you, Govinda, to know that Sony is investing big with a live service firm, uh, specifically one named XL Byte? This seems to be the direction we're all going to live in. Currently, Sony has 10, yes, 10 Fortnite-like live service games in production right now. 10 too many. I don't like that. I mean, it's hard, though, because you're like, Deep Rock Galactic is a Fortnite-like live service i'm happy with that like sort I of guess. It, like, i guess like yeah I they think don't the all fortnite, have to be fortnite the is fortnite what I mean. like is the concerning part just live service games because Destiny yeah. is also a live service game that somehow they charge you full price for plus four full price for dlc plus it's a live service game with cosmetics you can buy all the time and we Crazy lap it up do don't we? And we keep doing it dude <laughs> we keep doing it and then get it that's why but yeah look i think that is the direction this is going whether you like it or not i don't think it's going to be the end of single-player story-driven games, but yeah, no, definitely is a thing. The The real turning point is going to be when it's like Sony builds a game on the blockchain and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Look, oh, as we discussed... The metaverse is real. As we discussed last week, I'm just glad this money is going to live service games and not indies. <laughs> you've become a real uh, <laughs> indie hater, Kale. Ever since Kenna, you've just hated indies. <laughs> it's... Just the way it goes, you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, well, at this point, I, I'm wondering when Sony's going to actually do a like a big a streaming event to show us all the shit that they're making because it's got to be coming soon. Yeah, I mean, we're well due, like a big blowout show to show us what's like coming. Like they got 10 live service games in production. We don't know about any of them. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Next up, Sony's purchase of developer Bungie is to be investigated by the FTC now. Kavinda, you and I are not lawyers or doctors or really... Speak for yourself. I have a degree that I made in Photoshop. <laughs> and it's a very realistic look. That's Dr. Whitehurst to you. I was going to try and spin this out. You called me out on it. There's not a lot to go on here because, again, we And we don't have much to say. <laughs> the degree. I, I don't think this is really a big deal. I don't imagine it's going to stop the sale at all. Like, if, if let's, let's put it no. this way. No. If Sony can't buy Bungie because of what the FTC finds, Microsoft certainly isn't buying Activision Blizzard. And the source here, our beloved PushSquare.com, says that there is very little chance that this prohibits anything. They do say that it could set the acquisition back by at least six months. Which yeah, I, there was something from the from the Sony CFO. They had a earnings, a fiscal report done, I think, yesterday, day before yesterday, and the chief financial officer from Sony said that they still expect that to go through quarter three this year. So there's that. But yeah, I don't like I wouldn't be too concerned. Especially because Bungie is still going to be multi-platform. Yeah, I think we're we're all going to be okay. Speaking of fiscal reports, Govinda, Sony's just announced that they expect to ship 18 million PlayStation 5 consoles in the next what is it? Fiscal year. That's right. A huge jump of 6.5 million units over last year's total of 11.5 milliones. This is a follow-up from last week where we were talking about the chip shortage continuing into 2024, but it seems like it's not too bad if they are bumping up their estimates by 60%. Yeah, right. It is interesting that they're like, why did 
Why do you expect more? Do you have some? Do you have some chips that you're sitting on? <laughs> well, there was, that's why we like last week when we had the chip shortage thing. I had like another report being like chip shortage should end soon. Yeah, it's because crazy. the chip shortage has been going on for quite a while, and I, I, the presumption is that manufacturers like Intel and Qualcomm have been ramping up production and having like new facilities built and all that stuff, and eventually that has to get completed and ramp up production a little bit more. So, look, if you wanted one, maybe this is the year for you to get a PS5. Is it? No, sorry, I'm, my mind has wandered while you were talking then. I know, you- I watched <laughs> you just zone out. It was crazy. Are you at the point? I'm sort of at the point now where, like, COVID-related delays, I'm kind of like, what are you talking about? It's been years. How are you not? The Well, the chip just- shortage wasn't due to COVID. No, I don't even mean that specifically. I just mean in my life when you run into things and they're like, sorry, there's going to be a delay, Um, COVID. You're like, no, no, we know about COVID. Most of us have had it. Why can't you? Why is it still being delayed? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a really weird tangent for you to go on. So, anyway. Uh, furthermore, Govinda, Bioware may have accidentally revealed the return of Commander Shepard in the upcoming Mass Effect game, but don't get too excited. We don't have any concrete evidence yet. Ugh. Are you meant to be a video game journalist? I don't know what's going on. You seem... (laughs) Okay, anyway. It was reported by Video Game Chronicle that YouTuber Mr. Holthen noticed a plot synopsis in the description of a Mass Effect poster on the Bioware store. It was quickly removed by Bioware, but originally it read... The show goes on, Shepard's final quest may have ended the threat of the Reapers, but at great cost, including Earth itself. While Shepard and the survivors are left to pick up the pieces, fans are left wondering what's next, end quote. The mention of Shepard was omitted later as the description was changed, but yeah, we don't really know if that has any credence to a new Mass Effect game, but it very much could. Just, just, to, be, just to be clear though, you got it when I said don't guess too excited like you got that right you know like the enemy the geth i just feel like you didn't really and i put it out there but you didn't really did you you play mass effect andromeda sadly yes (laughs) does that count as mass effect 4 i think so it's it's not directly tied to it did you did you play it no no it looked horrific and i refused to ruin my my thoughts of mass effect with that game it's so funny though because it's like definitely the best Mass Effect game. Like, the combat in it, it actually feels like a good... Because the, the thing that we've all been gaslit about Mass Effect is they're terrible video games. They just have above-average writing and they have a really cool universe and lore. But the gameplay is pretty bad <laughs> throughout the trilogy. Uh, yeah, possibly. You've played them more recently than I have. I did definitely go back and try to play Mass Effect 1 because I never could play it before and I actually couldn't. I was like, no. this is... No, no. Pretty horrific. And what is... I don't remember Mass Effect 3 being that bad, though. It's like... It's just a cover-based third-person shooter and... Put it this way. Abilities. Compared to, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, it plays very ploddingly and slow. (laughs) And in, like, frustrating things, like, you're trying to command your squad with, like, the left and right D-pad buttons as you aim at things with your reticle. It's, It's just, like, clunky a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. It feels like that's kind of like Bioware's MO, though, right? Like, I feel like Dragon Age is similar in that it had good yeah. to above average writing, but the gameplay itself always felt a little bit clunky. 
Which is why it's so funny that Andromeda has a pretty... It was mostly that it was just glitchy and broken. The story's pretty interesting and cool, uh, but it actually plays like a modern video game and is probably kind of what you're thinking those games played like. Like you yeah, have a maybe jetpack. I... <laughs> no, you lose me with the jetpack. It's like when they thought that it was a good idea to make Halo super mobile with uh, Reach, I think it was. I was out by that point. And I was like, this is not what I want. I honestly miss the days of Halo 3 where all I could do is run at this very particular pace and there was no sprint. (laughs) Felt like uh, online chess. But anyway, I was just wondering because the IGN article says Mass Effect 5 colon Bioware store implies Shepard is returning. And I was like, Mass Effect 5? Where was Mass Effect 4? Yeah, I I think you could call Andromeda... Mass Effect 4. I mean, why not? Well, it just seems weird to skip 4 altogether. Like, usually when they give a, a title, like a mm. a game, a name, like, it goes from 3 to Andromeda, the next one would be 4. You know what I mean? I'd, I'm thinking of Battlefield specifically. I'd bet money. I think the era of those numbered releases is coming to an end. Like, I don't think this next Mass Effect is named 4 or 5. It'll be Mass Effect colon something. I almost think that they would name it with a number just to really, like, hit home that it's a sequential like is the big release you know what i mean yeah it's just hard because we've had so many of the it's the same with like god of war you can't call it god of war 8 it has to be god of war ragnarok it needs to be like (laughs) its own title now otherwise you just lose they wouldn't have called it god of war 8 they would have called it god of war 2 exactly this is the problem and then you get reboots further (laughs) like well it's the reboot that made it made it that that way otherwise i don't see why not like do you reckon they'll ever stop calling a playstation a number like, will it be the next one be a PlayStation Platinum? I, I would hope so, but I think that'll be kind of when we stop. Like, once it becomes more of a Stadia situation where you're really just streaming the whole thing. Maybe there isn't even a box anymore. Could you imagine? I feel like that's a long way off. I don't think internet's ever going to be there because you'll always have latency. Anyway, Kale, time is ticking. Move along. Here we go. EA has teased that four games are coming in 2023, including a new remake and a major IP. Now... I don't know if we looked into this. Do we know what these are going to be? No, no one does because they're unreleased. They've been unannounced games, but we can definitely speculate. I love to speculate. The partner title is surely got to be the Star Wars game. Uh, Fallen Order 2? That's the one I was looking for. Why do I forget the name of this game every single time that we do this? I'm always sitting there being like, it's a game that I didn't enjoy. What was it called? Uh, they also have, so it's a major IP, a partner title, a remake, and a sports title. The sports title, I think it might be college football. Okay. Don't know that for sure. Don't know if they'd integrate that into Madden, but they, they essentially released their calendar for 2023 into four quarters. They announced all of the games you'd expect, like F1 2022, Madden, NHL, FIFA, Need for Speed, like the classic ones they were named. We knew they were there because they've been announced, but then they had these random ones and no one really knows what they are but it hints at a new sports title. And I think I saw something where EA was bringing college football back. So maybe it's a college football game. The remake, Dead Space has already been announced. Yeah, so that doesn't seem I likely. have no idea what it could be. Uh, I, I kind of struggle with EA. Of the big publishers, it's the one that kind of I have the least to do with. I can't even think of what this could be. Well, look, the, the major IP... I think the, the general speculation now, especially since the Bioware little slip-up in the last article that we spoke about, uh, is Mass Effect. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, Mass Effect is most likely that big IP one there. I think they had another... I- what was the other one? Oh, like Dragon Age. 
Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I think I've seen, like, rumblings about that, right? There's certainly something going on. I feel like Bioware's got to be making something, and if they just did a slip-up about Shepard, then very likely it'll be a Mass Effect one, maybe. Who knows? Uh, But I guess, interestingly, the remake. I don't know what that would be, and I think I love a good remake if they're good. Ben's on the remake. It's true. Now, I don't know if this is legit or not. Knights of the Old Republic, was that an EA game? Oh yeah, that could be it. That was a that was a Bioware game, funnily enough. Exactly. Before. So, well, that could almost slip into maybe they're doing. Maybe, does, uh, who knows? We don't have enough information, but mm. maybe Bioware's doing Knights of the Old Republic, or EA's given that to someone else. But it seems like Mass Effect is probably the likely major IP that they're talking about there. But it just means that there's a lot from EA next year. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's. It's exciting. Uh, that I, I actually forgot about that Knights of the Old Republic thing. I would be very interested in that. Uh, the interesting part is, too, the 2023 fiscal year for EA actually starts, like, in a couple months. That's Love why that. Need for Speed and FIFA and F1 2022 are on there, because they'll be coming out this year, but it's part of EA's next fiscal year. So it means those late games would be middle of next year, probably. I really hope that the uh, next fiscal year is very successful for all those nice... Nice white men on the board of um, EA. I hope they all make many millions of dollars <laughs> with a successful and, year. And the CEO that's like Australian and he always wears like a black suit to make him look like a supervillain. I don't know that. I don't know you about that. You definitely do. You definitely do. We're going we're gonna to check this out. Yeah, Andrew Wilson. He's, he's Australian and he always wears a black suit on stage and makes him look like a, the absolute supervillain. And I'm like, oh, you do love money and hate gamers. So I guess it lines up. <laughs> Finally, it's time for the news we care about. WB Games has announced that the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Gotham Knights have been cancelled, making the title a current-gen exclusive. The PS5 and Series X versions of the game will be launching on October 25th of this year of Our Lord 2022. Gotham Knights will see players going up against the mysterious Court of Owls in a Gotham struggling to deal with the death of Batman. And it generally looks pretty awesome. Govinda, did you know that the Owl is the natural predator of the Bat? Always full of fun trivia there, Kale. It's uh, fantastic work on your end. You finally did something right. Not I just... It's just... I love how heavy-handed it can be in the Batman comics where they're like, well, you know what? You know what eats bats, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if it was like a fucking owl? <laughs> Doesn't eat that great white bat though, baby. What? Ace Ventura 2. My nature calls. Shikaka. You, re- the great you really white have bat. like a <laughs> deep, deep working knowledge. Like I think I know Ace Ventura, but I don't know. You just seem to you, really you be locked remember into this. Shikaka. <laughs> Vaguely. I remember like the... Slinky, slinky, everyone loves Go, slinky, slinky go! Yeah, that was, that's where I go. <laughs> One of my favourite bits in that movie is when they dr- when they have like a shot of him driving in like a Jeep, but it's really close to him and he's like rocking around while he's driving and then they zoom out and he's on like a really nice cement, yeah. like a nice tarmac road and all. <laughs> I'll never forget introducing my wife to this movie like two years ago, the first Ace Ventura. Little did I know there is a deeply transphobic scene at the end of it. And it is oh, just, it's, it's quite aggressive. But not uh, even at the end of it, like just throughout, really. <laughs> particularly at the end, it gets oh, pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. That for yeah, sure yeah, is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They can't make that movie anymore. No. Anyway, back to the game. Uh, 
so a couple of things I wanted to mention. One, probably got cancelled on PS4 and Xbox One because they're old and it wouldn't run well. And what was the point of wasting the resources on making it do that? But really, I wanted you to make this the news we care about because have you seen the gameplay? Now, I just watched it and I'm conflicted because it looks good, but it also looks a little janky to me, a little floaty. Perhaps. It looked slow and bad to me, personally. Yes. We uh, haven't discussed The one thing this. that interests me is it is four-player co-op. That is interesting. But isn't so? Isn't Kill the Justice League? I believe that's also co-op. I don't know. They haven't shown us anything in that game, really. We're not talking about the game. We're talking about this game. What are you doing well, we, talking about that game? We have to talk about these games in the same breath because they are dueling. Literally dueling because they're made by the developers of both the good Batman games. So it's one of these has to win. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> to be fair, one of them is made by the good Batman games. The other one's made by the not as good Batman game. But that game is actually pretty good. It's just that it got fucking a raw deal. It's not a bad game. It's just not as good. It has a better boss fight than anything in the mainline three. It has one of them, but generally the game is not as good. I don't um, think. I remember playing it being like, this doesn't feel as good. It's certainly the Bioshock 2 <laughs> And the only way that that game was made is through the framework of the other games that the other developer made. Mm. You know what I mean? So this is this is the other team. This, this. is Warner Brothers Montreal, I believe, which That's made cool. Batman Arkham Origins. That's right. I always forget that, by the way. It's a hard one to remember. Who made... Rocksteady. And it was Rocksteady who made uh, Arkham Asylum and, and Arkham City. And... Arkham Knight, my favourite. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about an unpopular opinion? You'd they be like, made the Arkham series. <laughs> Arkham Knight is the best one and the Batmobile was good, actually. That's a fucking hot take for you. Uh, okay. Batmobile was was good. It was it was good to drive. It felt good. Way too many Batmobile missions. Oh, they had and to justify this it. Is, they had to, like, this, shoehorn I know, but they everything. didn't. They didn't. I could have had a sick way to get around the city and stuff. Yeah. But anyway. And what was with the thousand Riddler trophies, dude? I tried for that Platinum and it broke me in the yeah, way. Yeah, there was no Bane way. That was an immediate no. Batman. Anyway, uh, it's four-player co-op, but I just looked at the combat and I thought it looked really slow. Like, Red Hood looked so boring to play. He yeah. was just standing there shooting guns going... And they looked like there was no impact. There was no, like, none. it didn't look fun at all. I hope those and there's like pew-pew sounds pick up. They were really something. Honestly, look at it. I was like, oh, this looks so boring. And then, like, in contrast, they've got Nightwing just non-stop flipping. I'm like, yeah. dude. I even noticed that. Like, he's like, jumps off the side of a building and it's got to be a triple front flip. It's like he's Spider-Man <laughs> But even, or like, he's taking, like, a step to his left and he does, like, a barrel roll. I'm like, just... Just Set quick down, step dude. it, dude. Like, what are you... <laughs> Settle down. down and I was like, I get that they wanted them to feel different and play different, but I was like, it doesn't look that fun. I don't know. I just... It seems like they've really... If we're comparing it to the Arkham games, it just doesn't have the same sort of, like, impact and flow that the, the Batman Arkham games have. Comparing it to Kill the Justice League, which is going to be its main... What we compare it to... Uh, I go the other way. That game looks pretty solid. We have seen gameplay now. I, although I've got to say, I find this story more interesting. The Death of Batman, The Court of Owls. I kind of like that. Yeah, look, because the, they, they have the... In the gameplay demo, they have the bat cycle and everyone can use it apparently. And like so, I, and they're in the bat cave, which is like where they get all their missions and whatever. But I don't what know. About the, I'm, uh, I'm skeptical. 
What about the Platinum Batman credit card made famous by George Clooney, your favourite Batman? George Clooney is not my favourite. What are you talking about? Do you remember the scene with the Bat card and he slaps it down? Bat card. No, I actually don't. I <laughs> don't so remember bad. that at all. It's so bad. Uh, no, the best Batman was in Tim Burton's Batman. Because What's his it, name? Just to circle back, it doesn't make sense. Who would issue the Batman card? Does he have his own bank? That's a paper trail someone could use to find out his identity. You can't have a Batman-issued credit card. It doesn't make any sense. No, what if they issued it to Batman? Batman doesn't exist. What's his job? Where's his money come from? Isn't he a hero? He can't be seizing the money and using it for personal gain, using it to pay off his credit card bills to the bank that he owns. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, but like, what if they were just like, okay, Batman, you can have a credit card. It's all good. Like, as long as, you know, if you don't pay back, we'll just cancel it. But you're Batman, so we'll give you a card. Mm. There's a lot to unpack here, and we don't have time to. I don't think it matters. It does matter. <laughs> I'm. Uh, this is going to sound elitist, and I know it, and I'm okay with it. I hope they do this more. Give do up on more? the PS4. It's over, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. Over, bro. Get I'm rid so of it. The PS4 was so fucking 2013, and I'm done Stop with it. Stop holding back my games with I your feel old sick, hardware. Sick when I have to download the PS4 version of something on my awesome PS5. It feels... <laughs> It's like Give the developers a break, dude. Do you know how hard it would be to optimize these sick games for that shitty hardware? Ooh. So gross to me. So gross. Govinda, I think I need to get the fuck out of here. You got anything else to say here? I love watching you fade. I'm re- you I am about fading. 50 minutes into it and I can watch you just shutting down mentally. And then I think about people who record like three plus hour podcasts and I was like, imagine you doing that. You couldn't. I, and I even argued when we started this show that I was like, maybe it should be like two hours. I think that seems like solid. An hour oh, is enough for me to I'm do. I'm so glad I'm stronger willed than you. And I just put my foot down and was like, no. That being said, I'm happy to listen to better people podcast for many hours, but just not. Whoa, I don't want to have to whoa, do whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Better like, people? What do you mean? Like we are the best. Fucking Dan Carlin, dude. Baby. I'll listen yeah, to that that's all true. day. What research goes into those six-hour podcasts? It's insanity. You listen to the new one? <laughs> no, dude. I, I only ever listen to Blueprints for Armageddon. Or Blueprints for Armageddon. I highly recommend it. It's called Human Resources, and it's about slavery. And it's very illuminating and fucked up. <laughs> I think everyone should listen to it. I'm probably not going to. I appreciate the recommendation. I just don't want to pay for it. Oh, you don't pay for it. That's free. Do, I thought he only had like a few... Uh, uh, you pay for the ones that are old, that are out of circulation. Like, as they get older, uh, they move behind a paywall, which is a good well, model. Oh, maybe we should do it. You want to do that? Monetize? No, I don't oh. think so. Damn it. <laughs> if One you want to give me money, though, DM me. I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, this has been episode 49 of Long Live Play. I've been me. He's been him. My Follow dogs. us on the things. The dog is barking now because we are done. I, if you heard the scratching earlier, that's also Kale's fault, and uh, I apologize. And this is it for me. I'm, I'm going to go do some stuff. I might try and play some video games this week on that good console that I just sang the praises of. You know, play PlayStation. I don't think you do that anymore. I'm going to try. <laughs> good luck. Let me know how you go. Hell it loose. Oh, Rock and Stone, baby. Rock and Stone. Rock and Stone.